Hello, I'm Graham Smith and welcome to the Abolish the Monarchy podcast brought to you by Republic. And don't forget, if you want to find out more about the issues or Republic, head over to republic.org.uk where you can also join, donate or get involved. Your membership subscription will help Republic do more campaigning and produce more podcasts and YouTube content. So if you're not already a member, head over to the site and join today. Now, back in October 2020, I had the opportunity to chat with Louise Cooper, financial analyst, journalist and Times columnist, who is also frequently a guest on the Jeremy Vine show. And on that show and elsewhere, Louise has never held back on her views on the monarchy. And this chat is no exception. So, Louise, hi and welcome to the podcast. Lovely to be here. Hey, can I start just with a very simple question? I mean, how long have you always opposed the monarchy? Is it something which you've grown up not wanting or not supporting? Or was there a moment when you realised that was, this was wrong? No, my family, my parents weren't really Republicans, but I am state educated and don't come from the wealthy of society. And throughout my entire career, I have been discriminated against because I didn't go to private school and I didn't go to Oxbridge. You know, I think a lot of people don't realise that the supposed elite run this country, dominate the best jobs, and it's a little cosy club that no one else is invited to. And the vast majority of the population isn't invited to. And right at the top of this stinking heap sits the royal family. They are the epitome of everything that is wrong with this country and why we are not a modern meritocratic nation. Um, I mean, I am, you know, I did all sciences at A-level. I am quite an analytical, data-driven person. You know, I am really, I'm, I'm, I'm not cold, but I am, you know, I, I go by the facts and the facts speak for themselves. You know, the, the vast majority of this population that aren't born to wealth and privilege get an exceedingly raw deal. And the reason they get an exceedingly raw deal is because we have this institution that we should have left in the dark ages you know virtually every other country in the world has got rid of their monarchies or downsized them considerably so they're just you know a bit of fodder for the newspapers for the you know the gossip sections but 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 we still have ours you've worked in the city um you've worked in the media i mean these areas where you see this dominance of the the elites and the upper classes we have to be careful not to call them the elite they're not the elite they're a bunch of fairly mediocre people to be honest um but 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 they think they're elite they think they're better than us and i've experienced that a whole load of times as well so it's interesting um when i went into the city um the banks that wanted to hire me were all american because they didn't have this overlay of classism you know i had this very memorable very memorable interview at a really posh british bank and they were all talking about some big society wedding and they looked down their noses at me and their sort of euphemism as you went to state school, you didn't go to Oxbridge, you're not posh enough for us. Their euphemism was like, well, you do know what the culture of X bank was. And I just thought, do you know what? I'm, I'll, be, I'll be singing when you all go bust and lose your jobs because you're there, not because of your cleverness or not because of your smarts or not because you're great at running the business. You're there because you're some posh bloke who some other posh bloke went, ooh, let me give you a job. I mean, look, you know, it, this, this, there is a cost to this, and the cost is the economic cost that not the right people are in the right jobs. 
And this is, I mean, ultimately, this is about meritocracy being sacrificed to nepotism. To and, and, and if you and if you speak to foreigners when they come here, they're always absolutely gobsmacked how prevalent classism is. You know, I think we're just kind of used to it. Oh, and by the way, the media industry is just the same. You you know, you name me a national newspaper editor that went to a state school. You name me a presenter on the Today programme that went to a state school. Well, now John Humphreys has left. There isn't one. You know, this is a country where, I mean, there are certain professions that aren't run by by the upper class um, Twitterati, but not, you know, but, but I'm sadly the two industries that I've worked in, the media and the city are run sadly by the upper classes with the exception though, with more international banks. Um, of course, all the big British investment banks have gone bust because they were run, run by idiots who didn't know what they were doing and only had the jobs. Um, I think here of bearings here that they, nobody understood what, you know, derivatives were and bearings went bust thanks to Nick Leeson. Um, you know, with the exception, a lot of, you know, a lot of the financial houses are now international, are now American, uh, and they do not have this same level of classism that you see in so many British institutions. So it does actually impact on the quality of the industries we're talking about. And I guess if their if their selection criteria is, you know, what school tie did you wear rather than how good are you at understanding and, banking. And, 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 and this is never included in the costs of the monarchy. The You know, the costs to our economy from having, you know, a, 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 well, not a meritocracy. I don't know what the opposite of a meritocracy is. I don't know. Maybe I should look up what the opposite of a meritocracy is but but you know this is a cost to our economy the fact that so many british banks british investment banks don't really exist anymore well you know there's a reason uh, and i would argue part of the reason is the classism endemic in our society and at the top of that you've got the royal family you know promulgating this ridiculous system that frankly we should have got rid of hundreds and hundreds of years ago and i think i've seen this with as i've sort of work it's not entirely obvious if you're not in these industries if you're not looking close enough then it's not entirely obvious but even if you look at all these sort of particularly london-based institutions whether it's charities quangos regulatory bodies it tends to be the same people that circulate through being chairs and vice chairs and trustees and but but, but, but also they're paid a whole load of money i mean you know the quangos um you know, you know, these, these are really good jobs. Hmm. But, you know, I can tell you now, one, there's great secrecy in who gets these jobs, how they're funded. You know, is it, you know, is it again the old school tie, the, you know, landed gentry, the weekends in the Cotswolds or whatever it is, or the, you know, the shooting in Scotland, whatever it is. You know, there's just a lot of secrecy, but, but there's a lot of money that the rest of us, we don't get the chance for these jobs. The monarchy then, I mean, that in your eyes, plays a key role in sort of sustaining all this? Is that, you know, in, just as, as in a cultural sense, like it, it makes it all okay? Or is there kind of a wider... Yes, no, it is. I mean, you know, I, I would argue, you know, you have the private education, you have the Oxbridge, you have the... You know, how Prince Edward got into Oxbridge? I mean, with like a D and two E's. I mean, and nobody thought that was anything to scream about like my brother worked really really hard for his a-levels and he got to coventry poly he got the same results as prince edward prince edward gets to you know i can't remember which you get to cambridge i think he went to cambridge you know like why there wasn't a howl of rage 
from the population. Why there wasn't a howl of rage that the multi-millionaire that is Prince Harry marrying the multi-millionaire that is Meghan Markle and the, and we as taxpayers pay for a 2.4 million pound renovation. How many people live in a 2.4 million pound house in this country? Why there wasn't a scream of rage from the population for that? It's beyond me why there isn't a howl of rage at a time when this country is beyond indebted. I mean, the 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 COVID crisis is making the global financial crisis look like a walk in the park in terms of the indebtedness and how we are indebting the next generation and the generation after that and, and the damage we are doing. Why there isn't a howl of rage that the royal family doesn't pay tax or pays very little tax, or doesn't pay tax like the rest of us. You know, why the, why the country is not screaming to itself. My best bit is not only do we bloody pay for all these buildings for them to live in, if we then want to go and have a look at them, it'll cost us a hundred quid to take the family to Buckingham Palace. Why? I'm pretty sure as a taxpayer, I'm paying for the upkeep of that bloody house. You know, why... I, I don't know. I think I think it's a bit like religion. I'm an atheist as well. I think we are indoctrinated. We are indoctrinated to think this is a good thing. Well, it is not a good thing. I, I mean, certainly in my experience, I think a lot of people simply don't think about it and are not aware because the, the criticism, the detail doesn't get the airing that it should do. I mean, I've done debates where people do change their mind because they suddenly realise that all these things are true and uh, that it's much more shocking than it looks like on the BBC. I mean, exactly. I mean, I think... Yeah. But again, going back to the meristocracy and the dominance of class, the trouble is so many decision-makers, the law, okay, courts, you know, all the senior positions in courts are run by the, you know, the... um privately educated, Oxbridge, landed gentry, you know, um, the media, um, all the institutions of state, parliament, all the institutions of state that could really take on the monarchy, we're all the same little club, aren't they? So rather than having a deeply critical look at the monarchy or a legal, you know, a sort of, you know, a legal look at, you know, why we pay for them or, or parliament, you know, being much tougher with them. Well, they're all run by the same upper class twits, aren't they? So, so of course they're not going to criticize the monarchy because it's the, it's the system of classism that allows them to be in their positions of power. So, so this is the problem. And there's there's not enough critical thinking. I would also argue as well that there is not enough um, analysis of the cost. And I know uh, your organisation has looked at the cost to the of the monarchy and reckons it's more like three hundred and fifty million a year rather than the, the the supposed sovereign grant, which is more like sixty seventy million a year. Um, I mean, the trouble is there's so much secrecy. You know that that is something else I abhor. You know, I think a modern democracy, we should not have all this level of secrecy about the finances of what is effectively an institution of state. I also think we as a, you know, as a population should have much more control over what the royal family does. We don't. They're sort of imposed upon us. You know, I think we should we should have a vote on, well, you know, do you think we should have all these minor royals should be funded? No. You know, but we have no choice you know we need you know you know it's not just a simple do you want a republic yes no actually if we're paying for it which we are we should have much 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 more of a say 
as to as to where our money's going, and we don't. We have no say, very little say. And I mean that that three hundred forty-five million figure. I don't know how much you've looked at. I mean, it, an awful lot of that is on private expenditure and things like the the loss of revenue from the duchies. I mean, I have taken to saying that the monarchy is corrupt. I mean, I, I, corruption doesn't need to be illegal, and I'm not, not suggesting it is illegal, but it certainly stinks in terms of the way that they're allowed to access public money and then use it on their own private lifestyles. Well, I mean, well, okay, so, so as a sort of modern democracy, we pour scorn on Putin and authoritarian dictatorships, as rightly we should do. We pour scorn on Trump, generally the country does for you know when he acts admittedly within the confines of the american constitution a bit like a a, a little mini dictator you know controlled mm. by the american constitution but you know what is a dictatorship other than having a head of state who who by accident of birth gets to see the prime minister every week i mean just think about that what why 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 <laughs> why what, why? You know, it's just insane. I mean, I, I quite like, you know, we do have a sort of a monarch dictatorship. I quite like that terminology. Um, and corruption. I mean, if, you know, of course, that comes with all the connotations of illegal. Clearly, we're not suggesting anyone in the royal family does anything that's illegal. Um, unless proved in a court of law. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, little caveat there. Um, <laughs> but I would argue that a lot of what the money, the lack of openness, the lack of transparency, the Isles of Scilly, and I've read some of your investigations about mm. that, the Duchy of Cornwall, the Crown Estate, the, you know, the renovations for the houses, the selling access to the monarchy, you know, which we've seen, you know, Prince Andrew and his financial shenanigans, um, Princess Anne's, you know, I think it was his son, um, you know, doing adverts for milk, I think, in China or whatever, you know, all these things, you know, it doesn't smell right. And one of the first things I learned in my financial career is if it doesn't smell right, it probably isn't. I mean, you mentioned the secrecy. There have been historians that have said that the monarchy is more secretive than the than MI5 or the CIA. But then you think, well, they've got reason to be secret. So why why does a non-political hereditary monarch have a reason to be secret? And the answer is because something doesn't smell right and therefore it's probably something they don't want you to see. Or maybe it's a sense of elitism. Why should I be held accountable? I think that's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a big part of that as well. And I mean, I mean this... they, they truly think they're better than the rest of us. Yeah. Quite how, when they're the most dysfunctional family, I've no idea. <laughs> but they truly believe they're better than us. But, it, well, it's it's mad, it's bizarre. I mean, the fact that we let them get away with all this kind of nonsense. But, and the fact that most of this is, is not properly covered. You know, we this is all hidden away. You know, can we have a list of everybody that lives in all these accommodations at discounted rates? What, why can't I find out who all these people are? I want to know how many of them are, what the what the market rent on Hampton Court would be, how many of them went to state school. I presume zero. I mean, why, why can we not know all of this? If we're funding it, why don't we know it? And only with full transparency do can we have the debate. The, the starting point is much more 
um, holding this bizarre medieval institution to account. And transparency is just the start of it. Once we have full transparency, then the population go, it's fine. I don't mind that a thousand upper class people live in stunningly beautiful accommodation um, at like the cost of £10 a week when, you know, people who are on minimum wage, zero contract hours are having to pay £800 a week for some really rubbish accommodation. No, that's absolutely fine. Or will the will the population say no? That's deeply unfair. Why are we allowing this to happen? But we don't. We cannot even start the debate without the transparency, which is possibly the reason why the royal family doesn't want to be transparent because they know if it's all laid in front of the public, the public will go, "What the hell?" Yes. Well, I think that's absolutely the case. Is that they are very aware that what they do behind closed doors is not going to look good if it goes out into the public domain and uh, and people will be pretty outraged and that's usually the reason why there is secrecy <laughs> apart from you know our actual issues of national security but uh, one of the uh, one of the things that um big issues coming up i suppose is the prospect of charles becoming king i mean do you see him as a particular danger he's, he's a very different kettle of fish to the queen so again, everyone says, well, you know, in terms of the head of state, it's fine. You know, just because the Queen has done a really, you know, really quite an amazing job of being an apolitical head of state does not mean, does not mean the next one will be. You know, this is this is what you have to mind. You know, the Queen has been head of state for so long that pre the Queen becoming a head of state, the country was a very different place. Mm. Okay, where... Frankly, the royal family were more political, um, although the numbers that loved the Nazis probably <laughs> was, <laughs> was the kind of politics that we're now brushing under the carpet. Um, but, but you know, we are a very different monarchy, or we should be, or we should have no monarchy at all. So, no, I mean, you know, you know, Charlie Boy, the idea that Charlie Boy can become the head of the Church of England when he's broken one of the Ten Commandments, pretty, I think, from the very first day of his marriage, you know, thou shalt not commit adultery, hmm. is frankly laughable. I mean, honestly, I find it utterly bewildering. But then I, I'm an atheist as well. So, you know, but again, I find that... <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 how can that be? How can that happen? And, and beyond that, I mean, he's obviously got a track record of speaking very clearly about he's political, various he's political. political issues. And he yeah, gets involved, he interferes. Yeah. Have you ever been to one of these engagements where royals are, are there? And have you seen this kind I of... I have. And the reverence does yeah. my head in. Yeah. You know, um, the, the the protocol. Why why do I need to walk backwards? I mean, I'm you know, I, I'm not a great fan of Cherry Blair, but, you know, bring it on, mate, love. Bring it on. You know, absolutely. The whole thing is ridiculous. I mean, it's pathetic. I mean, what kind of modern i mean oh, i mean i love it oh it's good for tourism well you know what the americans don't want a bloody royal family you know i mean they all they'll we'll come here and look at yours but we don't want one ourselves that's what makes me laugh you know everyone goes oh it's you know nationwide tv audiences what do you want do you want our monarchy oh no 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 oh no 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 all right so you can indulge ours because you don't have to suffer the consequences in your own country yeah right if you've, if you've witnessed 
otherwise accomplished intelligent people bowing and scraping i mean what is that that's going on why do they do that i i find the whole thing utterly bewildering actually to be mm. to be brutally honest mm. um but then i am quite a data analytical person you know yeah. that's finance you know sciences you know numbers i'm quite data and analytical and i've, I've always that's why i find the belief in god somewhat odd and the belief in monarchy just as odd and the need to bow and scrape and revere an institution that we should have got rid of a thousand years ago also odd so i mean on that analytical side of it i mean obviously that you sort of touched on the fact that people say it's good for tourism we've done we've sort of pretty much debunked all that i mean there, i don't know whether you managed to have a look at that brand finance report but there have been claims quite extravagant claims about the benefit of the monarchy to our economy okay so it is absolutely true that tourism is a big industry for the UK. Yeah. It is also absolutely true that there are lots of things people come here for. They come yeah. here for Shakespeare. They come here for art. They come here for theatre, some of the industries that we're exceptionally good at. They come here for for, for history, of which part of which is is the monarchy and castles mm. and, and stunning buildings and all of that. But I'm not suggesting we rip down every single castle. We still will have all of these things, mm. you know, um, we just get rid of the head of the state, not pay them any money, and probably get rid of their titles as well. Actually, I'd get rid of their titles as well. So, so it's not that if we had a, you know, a proper elected head of state, all this tourism would go away. Of course, it wouldn't. Hmm. And if uh, they want a big flash wedding that they can sell the television rights to, fine. It's just we ain't going to pay for it. Yes, indeed. And uh, I, I, this is the point: is that they can carry on doing whatever they want. Whilst we so, carry on electing our head of state. Yeah, exactly. And, and they can sell tickets to Buckingham Palace. I don't care. Or we can take Buckingham Palace off them. And, and you know, and we can sell tickets to Buckingham Palace. Yes. You know, I mean, it's not that getting rid of them as head of state, getting rid of the monarchy will get rid of tourism. Of course it won't. But I, I saw a clip of Jeremy Vine saying to you, you know, if, you know, bottom line is that in terms of the, what they cost, the amount that they bring into the country is far greater but i mean i've never seen any evidence of that i mean does any of that ring true to you no no i can't i i just don't see it personally myself the trouble is these numbers are almost impossible to um come up with the other issue is you know like i go back to the damage to the economy from a lack of a meritocracy mm. you know um from having jobs for the boys mm. um you know that that you know British investment banks disappeared because they were all run by upper class twits who had no idea what a derivative was. You know that that to me is a perfect example. I mean, I think mm. there was a book on it, Gentleman Capitalism. Um, but you know they were run by people who had no idea, who didn't have the maths background, who had no idea what the new world order was looking like. Now you may or may not like the financial industry, but you know UK banks failed entirely at it. Because they were run by, I would argue, a bunch of upper class twits who didn't know what they were doing. Mm. Maybe if you had, you know, a meritocracy, we would have in this country the likes of Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, all the other big, you know, bigger successful American banks. Maybe if we had more of an access, you know, we might have a big technology industry if 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 the world was fairer. But mm. we don't. You know, the, this is the thing that's very difficult to analyse and to um, calculate the economic cost from this. I mean, you said it's difficult to quantify, but the argument clearly makes sense. If you are putting people into positions of responsibility based on school ties rather than their skills. A landed gentry, landed yeah. gentry, balls, a small social elite. Because mm. they all know each other. Mm. 
And um, part of this, of course, is the honours system and the titles and all the rest of it. I mean, would you scrap all that and start again? I mean, oh, of course uh, I would. I'd get rid of them all. Have you ever been offered an honour? I, I would. No, I haven't, and I never would accept it. I think it's quite important to stand by your principles. I think, you know, you've got to, At some point, you've got to stand up for what you believe in. All right, you've got to stand up. Uh, you know, and it, it's not always easy to do that um, financially and personally. You're not always in a position to stand up for what what you believe in. But at some point in life, you've got to go line in the sand. This is wrong, and I'm going to talk about it. And I'm I'm going to do something. And you know what? You know, it, it may make no difference. It may make it may destroy your career. I'm thinking of another situation, actually. <laughs> but 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 you do need to at some point stand up for what you believe in. Hmm. Without a doubt. And I, I, I you know, I, I, you clearly do that when you <laughs> when you have the opportunity. I think that's really powerful to to say that when you've got a platform to use that and to be yeah, very and, clear. And, and you yeah. know, and I'm and again, I'm thinking of another example, but. And you also have to stand up for the people who are voiceless, mm. who aren't in the position to do what you can do. You know, we. If I mean, I've always had a sense of, of, of what is fair, right? I'm, I'm a big, really big. I think I've, I've never lost that from my childhood. I had two older brothers, so I think I was always very aware of what was fair and what wasn't fair, and and so I have a real sense of fairness, right? Social justice, yeah. and. And this isn't fair. This just, you know, the life chances of 93% of the population are not as good because we have in, endemic classism promulgated by the bloody royal family that virtually every other country across the world got rid of hundreds of years ago. Does the monarchy effect have, a, have an impact on our... Um, reputation abroad, particularly with business. I mean, does it? Do people think that there is something not quite right about Britain because we put up with this nonsense? Oh, I mean, the Americans love the monarchy. They love it. They love the gossip. They love the tittle tattle. You know, it's like reading the gossip columns. Do they want a monarchy? No. So, I mean, it was, so when I'm always struck when I meet pretty senior people in 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 various positions that aren't British. And they pretty much always say to me, I had no idea when I came to this country to work how endemic classism is. And they said, and, you know, I remember thinking of one guy in particular who said to me, I would never have the position I've got if I was British. But I have it because I'm a New Zealander, so that I'm a Kiwi, so they don't know how to position me. I'll tell you, just to finish off, I'll tell you my story, right? So I went to a state school and um, I am quite academic. I'm very lucky. I've inherited my mum's brains. And I went for a interview. Uh, I was 17. I was only 17. So I was a little baby, right? My daughter's 17. I was a little baby, right? I went interview at IBM. I am going to name and shame. This is a very, very long time ago, though. I went interview at IBM and for sponsorship for university. I was going to do a business studies and finance degree. And I was interviewed by a posh, upper-class white man. Of course I was. And he said to me, what grades are you going to get? And I said, well, I've just got an A in my maths. I took it early. And I've just taken um, last year's exam papers in biology, chemistry and, and physics. And I got Bs. Actually, I got As, right? I said, so I think I'll probably get, an. well, I know I've got an A in maths. I'll probably get Bs and As. And you know what he said to me? Hmm. He said, you're extremely arrogant, 
Wow. By the way, I got four A's. <laughs> now, if I had been a boy at, a, at Eton, oh, fantastic! Because I was a girl at a state school, I was arrogant. And I wasn't. I said I was going to get A's and B's. I got four straight A's. I'm getting angry now because I, I remember the 17-year-old me crying. That, that type of crap happens because we have a classist society dominated by the royal family. Yeah, so, so thank you very much, uh, Louisa. That was fantastic. I feel very powerful about it, as you can probably tell. Yeah, absolutely. And it was really, really interesting.